1 John chapter 4. Let's look at verse 7. Beloved, let us not, excuse me, let us love one another. For love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, we we thank you this morning and we ask that you show us how to love. We think it's something simple. Let's fall in love and you love forever. But for love to stay in love, God has to be the source of love. So we ask right now, Father God, that you would touch our hearts with your amazing grace. Touch our souls with your amazing mercy. And most of all, touch our heart, mind, and soul with your amazing love. And we thank you in Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Herein is love. That's a great question. That's a great question. Herein is love. Verse 10. Herein is love. Somebody say, I want to know what that is. Not that we love God. But that he loved us. How much? How much? And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin. God bless you. God sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What's a propitiation? Somebody said, what's a propitiation? That's the word of the day. You know, watching Sesame Street, and that's the word of the day. Now, they would never have a word like that. Not, not because it's so long, but it's so biblical. But what's it mean to be a propitiation, a substitute? How about that? He died for our sins. He bore our sins on the cross. You get a, you get a, baby, you get a baby crying. What do you do to stop him from crying? Sometimes you have to give him something. A lot of times pacifier don't work. Sometimes you got to pick them up and walk them. You got to do something to stop that baby from crying. That's what God did for us when he sent his son to die for our sins. I, I, I like what, what John said. Okay, when we start talking about propitiation, we start talking about who, who is that? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. In, in, in John 129, a fascinating story in 129 and 135, John was excited, to say the least, when Jesus came. When Jesus showed up on the scene, John the Baptist was excited. Okay? Now, I, I say this all the time. If you say and the, and, the, and the day you got saved, we may look at it, we may say, well, the day we got married was the greatest day of my life, or the day, the day I gave birth to my first child, that was the greatest day of my life, or my graduation from college, that was the greatest day of my life. But once you become a Christian, once you become a child of God, once you are born again, that becomes instantly the greatest day of your life. 
That instantly, I mean, if, 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 if Tom Brady ever got saved, it, it would supersede all six of his Super Bowl rings. If Tiger Woods ever got saved, it would supersede all those masters. They, 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 would, they would be in the background if he got saved. They would say, well, you know what? I got all these masters, but they don't compare to the very fact that I am now a child of the king. And I know for a fact that Jesus died for my sins. Here's John the Baptist, 129. And the next day, John see if Jesus coming unto him. And watch what he says. And he said, listen. Behold, there's that word. There's that word. That word filled, is, with, is filled with excitement. It's filled with, you know, Watch this. This is something huge. This is something enormous. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Can you imagine? Behold the Lamb of God. What's he come to do? How about that? He have come to take away the sin of the world. How about that? Verse 35, same, same chapter. And again, the next day, after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he's here. He goes again. He said, "Behold, the Lamb of God." How about that? Amen. John loved him some Jesus, and he loved the fact that Jesus had came, and that man meant. But John said, "You know what? Now I can do what? Decrease. I can decrease. My job is done. John's job was done when Jesus showed up." Okay, he was the forerunner, so his job was done. Here's Paul. Here's Paul talking about that word, that appropriation for our sins, meaning he shed his blood for us. That's interesting. John, John, Paul says in First Corinthians 15, this is the whole gospel, the whole gospel. The whole Bible, I don't care, Old Testament, New Testament, it's all about Jesus Christ Amen. dying for our sins. Okay, that's it. That's it. And, 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 and when Paul was writing to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15, 3, y'all heard me read this so many times. I know it's circled in your Bible, highlighted. He said, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. And, and we know how Paul received it. He wasn't, he wasn't saved when he received it. Paul was on his, he was a madman. He was a chief of sinner. He was getting ready to do some destruction. And here he goes. Now he's all the way on the other side. And he says, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. It's according to the scriptures. Dying for our sins is, is, is really the, the, the definition of appropriation. Propitiation, excuse me. Peter, you can go on and on and on. Peter writing, I got John, I got Peter, I got Paul. Here's Peter writing about Jesus. Writing to people who were suffering, who were going through, who were under Nero's, Nero's reign. And Peter says, who his own self bear our sins in his body on the tree that we being dead to sin. How about that? Should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye are healed. You are healed. You are healed. Have you been healed? Do you understand what Jesus has done for you? Do you understand the depth of 
propitiation. Okay? Paul, Paul writing to, to, to Titus and, and Timothy, he said, there's, 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 there's propitiation all through it. And you have to learn, you have to learn what God has done before you can actually serve God. You have to learn who, who you were before you got saved. Paul writing to Titus, he says, teach Titus, teach him. See, a lot of times we want to come to church. I was right by, the, you know, the big church they just built over on 422. And, you know, they got the cornholes out in front. They got the big bounce around. And they're trying to attract people. The churches are hurting. We look around our own church and we see all the empty seats. And the churches are going through and now we 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 starting to we starting to do things that probably we wouldn't normally do because we need people. A lot of churches need people. We need people. We want this church to be full. We want it to be crowded. We want people waiting outside. We wanna we wanna have three services. We want to say, hey, look, we can't keep fit them all in here. We want to have three services. So we're gonna have ten, a twelve, and a two. That would be the goal. But it can't be met if we're gonna compromise the scriptures. Amen. If we're not going to preach the gospel, we just want to get them in here. Okay, we just want to fill the church up. We don't care how we do it because we just want to fill it up and then we'll. Somebody said, well, same thing it took to get her. Same thing it's going to take to keep her. Okay? So you start off loving strong and, and, and then you got to love strong. You got to be faithful and committed all the way through. Don't start off strong and, 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 and start limping around in the relationship. Cindy looking at me like, yeah, you limping around now. No, I'm not limping around. I'm not limping around. Jeremy just laughing up here. Paul, Paul writing to Titus. This is, this is fascinating. In Titus 3, 1, I'll give you a chance to, to turn there if you would like. But this is a, an awesome verse. And I'm going to read about four of them. But I'm going to look at verse number four. Paul writing to Titus and he's telling him what to teach. Paul is, is, is reminding Titus and Timothy, here's what you need to teach. Okay? This is not entertainment. Titus, he says, Titus, put, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers. Mm -hmm. What's happening now? We got lawlessness throughout all the land. Amen. And, 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 and everybody, everybody getting shot and everybody getting killed and everybody out here gangbanging, they belong to churches. Oh, yeah. okay. Something wrong. Something wrong. Put them in mind the subject to be subject to principalities and powers and to obey magistrates and to be ready, to be ready to every good work. Be ready to do something good. That's the job of church folk. We ought to be doing some good stuff. Okay? We ought to be looking for something good to do. We ought to be saying, look, I need to do something today. To give God glory because he's been so good to me. Okay? Do we think like that? Watch what he says in verse 2. To speak evil of no man. Uh-oh. That'll shut Facebook down. That'll, that'll shut down social media. To speak evil of no man. To be no brawlers. Don't be, don't be fighting and arguing with folks. But be gentle. 
showing all meekness unto men. Excuse me. All men. Okay? Now watch. Here's where it shifts. Now, and I always say when Paul's teaching, he, he got himself in there. You don't hear Paul, I, me, myself, and I. You don't hear that with Paul because Paul knew the hole that he crawled out of. And everybody that's saved, you, at one point in your life, you wasn't saved. Okay? Amen. Now, he, 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 he put everybody in here. Now, if your, if your issue is not in, verses, in verse number three, then make it fit. Because it's in there. Amen. It's in there. Somewhere it's in there. I, he ain't talking to me. I, I, listen, we, for we, for we, all of us, ourselves, also were sometimes foolish. Amen. Disobedient. I say, I don't have enough hands. Mm -hmm. That's right. Deceived. <laughs> Let go up. Serving divers lust and pleasures. Amen. Let me let me start over. Somebody might say, no. I still ain't seen me in there. I ain't seen me in there yet. Let, let me start over. For we ourselves were sometimes foolish, dumb foolish things. Okay? Dumb foolish things. Okay? Disobedient. This is this want to hear it. Didn't want to be, didn't want to be disciplined. Didn't want to, didn't want no structure. Didn't want to be obedient. Deceived. Okay? Well, I mean, we've been deceived. We thought, something was, thought the grass was greener? On the other side. Okay? Somebody saying, somebody saying the song, trying to love too. Ain't easy to do. Somebody deceive you, think you can have, you, you can do anything you want in this world. You can have all that you want. No, you can't. I like this one here, though. Serving. Serving. Diverse lusts and pleasures. You know why you serve them? Because they in control. See, when you been, when you serving something, that means that that thing that you serving is the boss. Okay. I, I sit here and I say, you know what? If you if you smoking today at eight dollars a pack, that thing is strong. Okay. I mean, when I, I'm just sitting here, I think, say that, Vaughn. That thing got you. Eight dollars. I know a guy smoked three and a half packs a day. Ooh, he got some money. <laughs> and some cancer. Uh, Serving divers, lust and pleasures. We love our pleasures, don't we? Okay, and I'm wrong with it. I'm not denying it. I mean, but the pleasures can't run you. The pleasures can't stop you from going to work. The pleasures can't stop you Amen. from feeding your family and paying your bills. Okay? Amen. Serving divers, lust, and pleasure. Here we go. Living in malice. Malice. Just mad all the time. Just mad all the time. You know, you BLM and you Antifa. You just mad all the time. Looking to burn something down. Looking to hate somebody. Looking for something. Okay? Change the name of my baseball team from the Indians because, you know, the Indians wasn't offended. <laughs> Living in malice and envy. You ever heard somebody say green with envy? Mm -hmm. 
just look at somebody and just, when you're living like this, see, this is how Satan does. You're living like this, you're full of envy, full of malice, hateful. See, y'all, you see, you see, some of these words, some of these words, y'all, we think come right out of the hood. No, these are Bible words. You know, we got some folks in our family, we'll say, well, she just hateful. You know, she, that hussy, just hateful. Just hateful. I mean, that's a common word today. Christine, ain't that a common word? She just hateful. He's just hateful. No, that's a Bible word. Know why? Because that's how Satan is. Satan's hateful. Okay? And if you hateful, and if you got a hateful spirit, then you better rest, rest assured. That's Satan. Amen. That's Satan. Hating one another. Just, just hating one another. Just hating one another. One and one, I was watching the news, and and and, and now he had a baseball game. This is a baseball game between the Yankees and Boston, I believe. And 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 the ball hit the fence. So the little boy, the little boy was for Boston, and the and the player gave the ball, picked up the ball, gave it to the little boy as a gesture. A, another fan from the Yankees took the ball from the little boy and threw it and hit the player with the ball. Where you going? How are you taking that to a baseball game? Now, now they banned him from life. He can't go to a baseball game nowhere ever. Okay, just hating one another. But something happened. This is where it gets real good. Cause something got to happen. You can't. This, if you die in verse three, you're going to hell. Amen. Amen. Can I say it again? Stephanie, we do hell here. We do hell here. I don't know if you're Methodist or Lutheran or anything like that. But we do hell here. Okay? All right? Because I don't want nobody to go. Because you can't be living in diver lusts and pleasures and living in malice and envy and, and hateful and, and hating one another. And how, how I love Jesus. It <laughs> don't work like that. Somebody say you can't get salt water and tap and fresh water out of the same tap. Amen. Okay. Okay. But, but God, there, there we go. But there's a big but there in number four because we living like that. I'm, I, I ain't got enough. I probably could use fingers because I, I, I'm all over verse three. Okay. And, and still struggle with some of them. Okay, don't sit here like, oh, yo, the pastor got it all together. No, 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 no. I ain't in verse 3 like I used to be. Okay? I struggle. I struggle with some of them things in there because, you know, hey, every once in a while, I... That's, that's, I've said enough. Okay? But verse number 4, I better get good. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. How about that? God showed up on the scene. I was like John the Baptist. Behold, the Lamb of God, which cometh to take away the sins of the world. Amen. I'm all in. Thank you, Lord, for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for showing up because I was going the wrong way. And I was going the wrong way happy. Okay. I was happy. Somebody say, you know, like, like, like heading to, to hell in a gasoline soaked suit. Okay, I'm just on my way. But after the kindness 
and the love of our Savior toward man appear. What, what's some great names for God? Okay? Paul calls God. He calls Jesus the kindness and the love of God. Ain't that beautiful? Ain't that who he is? See, y'all, y'all see it. If pastor can go a, a, a sermon without talking about Paul, I, I, would, I would know what to do. I couldn't. I couldn't. Because Paul hit the nail on the head. But after the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward man appeared. Watch how he appeared in verse number five. I can stay on this verse for a little while. I may not get real far. I got a lot of patience, but I'm not going to get real far because this has got me. Look how he appeared. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you, you know, if you, if you watch it on Facebook or you listen to sermon audio and you say, well, you know what? I got to wait till I get myself together and then I'm going to come to the Lord. You ain't going to never come. Amen. Okay. Because if you can work yourself to get yourself right, you don't need to come. You can work yourself into a right relationship with God. You don't need God. Okay. He came not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Watch this now. But according to his mercy, he saved us. He saved us. How, Paul? By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly. How? Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He shed his blood for our sins, which washed us. Somebody said it earlier. I think Ravens read it or Jeremy prayed it. Whiter than snow. Amen. Okay. Whiter than snow. Whiter than snow. Huh. Culture, the cancel culture. Can't say whiter than snow no more. I see, see, I don't get in trouble. Because I'm going to preach this Bible. And they may come in here and, and arrest. I may have, if I know they come in to arrest. If y'all see Jeremy preaching, then y'all might know that. They may be coming to get me that day. Because I'll be like, oh, he's a pastor. <laughs> That's Keith Neal right there. <laughs> okay? He's sitting there and be like, hey, he's he been saying all that crazy stuff for about the last 10 years. Listen, listen, listen. Which he shed upon us abundantly. Abundantly. We needed some stuff. You, you're not going to, you're not going to, you, you, you needed God in a big way. And he showed up in a big way. He showed up in a big way. Let me keep going because I can stay there. I can stay there. I want to talk about this. I just want to talk about this God just a little bit. I'm going to let y'all go because we got a little meeting at the church. Propitiation, the preciousness of propitiation, the preciousness of it. It's precious. It's you in a, in a precious relationship when you get saved. If you're a child of God, you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you are you have something precious. Okay? Don't let nobody tell you anything different. You are precious. Okay? Watch what Simon Peter was talking to people. And, and Simon and Simon had walked with the Lord. He had seen the Lord. Simon Peter had walked on water. Simon Peter had, had, had denied the Lord three times and wept bitterly. Simon Peter said some great things about the Lord. And so people were saying, well, Simon, you got a better relationship with the Lord than we could ever have. That's not true. Simon Peter would say, that's not true. Because I was saved the same way you was. And watch what he says in 2 Peter 1, 1. Peter, 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 right into these, to these believers who are struggling, who were probably fearful of their lives because they were under great, great 
persecution by Nero. But Peter says this. He says, a servant. He says, Simon Peter, a servant. How about that? And an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained, here we go, like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's interesting. Peter said the same way I got saved, you're going to get saved. Same way Peter got saved, I got saved. The same blood to save Peter saved me. The same blood to save Peter saved Margaret. The same blood to save to save Peter saved Cindy. As everybody that saved were saved by the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. How about that? Of the Lamb. Remember, remember Thomas and Thomas. Thomas said, "You know what? I, I, I'm not going to believe unless I see Jesus for myself." Now then, that wouldn't be enough. If I saw him, that wouldn't be enough. He said, I, I need to put my, my, my hands in the holes in his hands and my hands in the side. Amen. Then I'll believe. And Jesus showed up. And Jesus showed up. He didn't show up just for Thomas. He showed up for us. And this is what he told Thomas. He said, he said in, in John 20 and 29, and Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they, that's us, that have not seen and have yet believed. How about that? I ain't seen them. I'm not one of them guy preachers that say, I done seen Jesus. Okay, I ain't seen him in a vision. I ain't seen him in a dream. Okay. But I know he there. How about that? But I know he there. I know he there. I know he there. How do I know? Because he lives in me. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he corrects me, and he chastises me, and he gets me straight. When I want to go wrong, he, he taps me back. I know it. I know it. Peter writing, saying, saying, saying thing. Peter writing, he said, listen. Whom heaven not seen, ye love. And whom though now see him, not yet believing. You rejoice how? With joy. Unspeakable and full of glory. How about that? Are you full of glory? Are you full of joy? I mean, people, some, some Christians walk around like they got a lemon in their mouth. They're sucking on a lemon all day. You know, it's like, it's so casual. They're so casual with their faith. Remember the story? Remember the story when Jesus was born? Now, by this time, he might have been two years old. But the wise men were looking for him. I'm in Matthew chapter 2. The wise men were looking for him. And they came to Bethlehem of Judea in, in the days of Herod the king. And, and, and it says, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come To worship him. Then Herod the king heard these things. And he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. Now see Herod. Like a lot of folks you talk to. About the things of God. Herod hated Jesus. He hated the fact that he was born a born king. He didn't want nothing to do with him. Matter of fact he wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill Jesus. Couldn't kill him. What did he do? Killed all the babies. Two years and under. He killed them all. He slaughtered them all. Mm -hmm. 
And that's how some folks, you talk to them about Jesus. Look, keep your Jesus, keep your Bible, keep your God, and do get up out of my face. Okay? But this, this is the part that got me. Now, and I heard, I heard, I heard Jeremy praying. Jeremy, Jeremy be pray preaching. He be preaching within his prayer. He be preaching a little sermon. And I'm, I'm cool with that. I like that. That's, that's good. Get it in. Get it in. However you got to get it in. And he preached that. And he said this. He said a lot of, he said a lot of churches close like a deck of cards. Okay? They want no smoke. They want no they want no drama. Okay? And, and, and that's how a lot of folks are. They're real casual about their relationship with God. You can't be casual about somebody who saved your soul. Amen. Okay, you can't be casual about someone who's who's guaranteed you a spot in heaven. He can't. He, you can't be casual about having a reservation in heaven. You can't be casual about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But these, watch this. Watch this. Herod called all the chief priests and the scribes to, of the people together, and he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And watch this. Watch the answer. You think they would be down there worshiping God and praising God? These were the religious leaders of that day. And they said unto him in Bethlehem Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. I mean, he was in there. He was there. And they were just so casual. Like, huh? So what? So what? What's the big deal? What's What's the big deal about Jesus coming to this earth? That's how a lot of church folk are. They're real casual. Y'all remember the story of Felix? Felix, he was a ruler of that day, a king of that day, and sort of. And, and, and in Acts 24 and 24, I'm going to read the story real quick. Because some of this stuff just jumped out at me as I was, as I was preparing. Because I, I want you to see how casual we can be about our faith and about our relationship. And I'll, I'll be around casual Christians all the time. They're real casual. You know, they, 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 real, they don't want to talk about Jesus. They don't want to, they, they're not going to get in a conversation about Jesus. They're real, real casual. They don't want to. Ruffle nobody's feathers, but God may have put somebody in your presence just to hear about Jesus. Okay? Here's Felix, Acts 24, 24. It says, after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewish, he sent for Paul. Now, he sent for Paul. Now, this is not, this is not Agrippa. Remember, Agrippa, Agrippa heard Paul. And, 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 and he said, Paul, all your preaching, you almost convinced me to be a Christian. Okay, he was, like, well, he was almost Christian. We got a lot of folks that's almost Christian. They didn't hurt enough. Okay? But they get here to get here to the point where, okay, if I go any further with this Christianity stuff, I might have to give up some stuff. I might have to get married. I might have to stop drinking. I might have to stop. See, it's all about I gotta stop, stop, stop. You get if you get the Holy Spirit, Amen. let me tell you something. Stuff will fall off of you. You won't even know it's falling off. Amen. Your ways will change. Your behaviors will change. Your attitude will change. Your affections will change. Your desires will change. Your hope will change. Things that's a change. Okay? And you'll be able to say, there's been a change in me. Okay? Amen. Here, here's, here's Phoenix. He brought his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewish. And she married a heathen man, which is what we do. And he sent for Paul and heard him. And he... Yeah, Felix heard him concerning the faith in Jesus. I'm not getting far today. Okay, I'm going to go far as God wants me to go. 
But he heard Paul. Can you imagine hearing Paul talk about your need for a relationship with God, your need to be born again? Here's Paul talking to Felix, and the Bible says this, not me, and heard him. Meaning he understood salvation. He understood that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on Calvary's cross, was buried, and rose on the third day and ascended into heaven. He heard Paul concerning his faith in Jesus Christ. And he obviously heard Paul say, and if you don't believe that Jesus died for your sins, you're going to hell. That's what he heard. That's how Paul preached. How do I know? Because I know what Paul preached. He said, I preached Jesus Christ, him crucified. And he reasoned, and as he reasoned of righteousness, verse 25, and temperance and judgment to come. Now, this is Paul preaching to Timothy about his need to be in a righteous relationship with God. See, Paul didn't hold no punches. See, a lot of preachers today, they just tap dance, tap dance, tap dance. They like Sammy Davis Jr. And they'll get up there and they'll have folks in their church that they know need to hear the gospel. Instead of that, they just tap dance because they don't want to offend them. And they want them to come back next week and bring a bigger offering. No, 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 not with Paul. Paul talked about his righteousness. Now, Felix was married to Herod's, one of, one of his brother's wives. The same scenario. He was married to somebody he should have been married to. Okay, and then he got on about his temperance, his attitude, his behavior, how hate-filled he was. He was Herod. So Paul didn't hold no punches. He talked to him about being right. He talked to him about being, being, being kind and gentle and loving. And then he got on about, you gonna, if you don't change, you got hell to pay. That's what the, all that means. All that means in verse 25, he re, and as he reasoned of righteousness and temperance and judgment to come, Felix Crapped on himself. I added that. That's what it said. That's what it said. Let me read it right. Let me read it right. And as he reasoned of righteousness. Okay. Without holiness. No man. Shall see the Lord. Temperance. Being hateful. Full of miles. Hating one another. That's, 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 that was Felix. And then he, read, then he said here. Watch this now. Watch this. In judgment to come. The Bible says Felix trembled. Shook. Okay. The Bible said work out your salvation. How? With fear and trembling. Felix heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he trembled. He trembled. He shook. He was scared. In his heart and his soul. He, needed, he knew he needed to change. And he answered Paul. He answered Paul. Watch what he says. Because this is how we do. I know that's true what you're saying, Paul. Go that way for this time. And when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. How about that? How about that? This, 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 I, I, I believe you. That, that, that moved me. That touched my heart. I know I need a Savior. I, need, I know I need to be saved. I know I need to get right with the Lord. But not now. I'm having too much fun. Okay, but when I get ready, when I when I'm at eleven fifty nine, okay, at eleven fifty nine, 
I'll call you to come to my bedside when I, when I didn't burn this body out, when I didn't drink and smoke and gamble and, and did all that I want to do. Eat, drink, and be merry. When I'm on my dying bed, I will call you so you can come and tell me this again and then I can go to heaven. <laughs> it don't work like that. It don't work like that. Matter of fact, the Bible said today. Today. If you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart as in the day of perdition. So we have work to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's, let's, let me give you one more and I'm going to let you go. We'll, get out of here. I'll get you later. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Let me, let, me, let me give you one more about, 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 about Jesus. I'm closing. Oh, my, I used too much. I'm going to have all this when you graduate. I'm going to have all these pictures on, on the wall. Jesus. T- t- turn to Revelation 5, 6. You've got to turn to Revelation 5 on this one. This is, this is just awesome because, see, some, some, some folks believe we serve this God. We serve this Jesus Christ who's just weak and meek and dancing through the two lips and tiptoe through the two lips, got the long hair, you know, and he, you know, he might even smoke bud today. They would have him smoking reefer and all that. He's just a nice guy. Whatever, whatever you want to do, Jesus is accepted. Hippie Jesus. No, 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 no. Yeah, they almost pulled this out of me at Sunday school. I, was so, I wanted to get them this verse so bad. But I said, I'm going to say this one. Because I'm closing with this verse. Revelation 5 and 6. Watch this. And behold. And, and, and John is ta- in, in, in Revelation, John is seeing visions of, of heaven now. And he says, and I beheld. And, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts and of the midst of the elders. Watch this now. Stood a lamb. I like that. Stood a lamb. He stood. Stood a lamb. As had been. As it had been slain. Having seven horns. Seven eyes. Which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Here's here's Jesus Christ, large and in charge. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and 20 elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. How about that? How about that? Now, here's the key verse. Uh, no, it's not the key verse. They're all good. Because here's what happens when you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you get saved. When you get saved. And they sung a, a new song. They sung a new song. See, are you singing a new song or are you singing an old song? Are you singing a new song? When you're, and, and here's how the new song went for these 24 and, and, and elders. It says... Thou art worthy to take the book to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God. How? By the blood, by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto the kings, made us our kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Somebody said, What's the 
seven eyes, me and I talked about it a little bit this morning. They see, God see everything. Okay? Y'all might not see everything with the two, but God see everything with his seven times seven. Okay? He see everything. He know everything going on. And not only that, he got seven horns. You ain't never seen a bull or a lamb with seven horns. He had seven horns. Okay? He had all power. He had all power. And God is still powerful today. And he's still saving folks today. And he's still working his, as they would say, he's still working his hand today. God is in charge of our lives as believers. Hearing his love. Somebody say, hearing his love. Not that we love God. Not that we love God. We weren't born in love. We weren't born in love. Some of us think we were born in love. Now I used to hear, maybe I even said it. You know, I was born a lover. I was born a lover, a lover like no other, you know. That's what I said to Sydney when I first met her. I said, Sydney, I said, you know what? I, I just love you, okay? She was sitting at the bank. I said, you know what? I'm in love with you. I, you know, I ain't know nothing about no love until I got saved. Amen. Until I got saved. How about that? God is love. God is love. And here is love. That he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins.